it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. I'm your host, Andy Lewis. I'm joined via the telephone by Papa Tsas, a.k.a. Tim Lewis. How you doing, Pops? Hey, indeed. Indeedy-do. Well, we are here to discuss uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix and then a little bit of rumors and news um, before we have a uh, spa this weekend, which uh, you and I are both quite stoked about. Yeah? Yeah. Potentially. As in, yas Verstappen. Yas Verpoopen. Uh, yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, uh, I think we should start with the with the race, and by that I mean qualifying, because that was, <laughs> uh, I think, a little bit more entertaining and exciting than... Um, the race actually was max i would agree <laughs> i stand in agreement uh cuz we had our first non red bull pole position this season and boy so. was it something i didn't think that would i don't know if i thought i'd see that was it actually now my my brain's me was it actually the first non red bull pole I want to say it was. We're going to say it was. <laughs> well, you lie, and I'll swear to the fact that it was, in fact. So then it's fact. First time. It's, therefore, it's true. <laughs> yeah. We think it, so therefore it's true. Welcome to the world. There you go. Um, boy, that was a lap. And it was Hamilton. Let, let's make no doubt about it. He was. He put that car there. And what was the, yeah. what was the gap? You, you had it. Something crazy. Three thousandths. Three thousandths of a second. Over Maxo. That is insanity. I it was it um was reminding me it it was very akin to um the the pole lap battle with Alonzo and Max at Monaco. Where I was like, I don't know, I don't know, and then just out of nowhere, just the last little they we watch the you know the ones where they do them side by side they or their laps are overlaid and you see how long one is leading you know what i'm talking about yeah i watched the one for that and it was like it was literally the amount of time from the last corner to the straight that hamilton came back it was though the rest of the lap max was ahead now what what show did you see that on i don't know Matteo patty sends it to me on instagram it's just on Instagram. Oh man, because so those are so like, fun to watch. Get on the social media, Dad. That's where all the that's where all the real cool F one stuff is. All the good memes. Well, yeah, we have to get you on there. You, uh, don't ask me to define social media. Hang on, I'm old. You're an old fart. Okay, so old fart. Uh, not only what did Hamilton get pole, but it was his ninth pole position at the Hungaro Ring, a track he adores, um, making him the high. That's the most pole positions any driver has at one circuit. He set a record. That's um, exciting! This was a record-breaking Hungarian Grand Prix. Lewis got his ninth in multiples in multiple ways. Uh, the fastest recorded pit stop for this season was at the Hungaro Ring. 
what was it? 1.9 seconds. I could not believe it. And then Max wins seven races on the trot with 30 seconds in his hand. 30 seconds. Think about that's how crazy of a, a like of of a I mean, I went into the race with um Lewis on pole, Norris right there, Piastri right there, just stoked out of my mind like this is going to be a this is going to be a race. Hungaro rings hard to pass on. Like, this is going to be a really entertaining Grand Prix to watch. And there was still <laughs> quite a, a bit of good, but once Max got the lead, it, I, I was, it. it was, <laughs> he was unstoppable. There was no doubt. And I couldn't believe that he could be, you know, we could have such a close qualifying session and then such a huge gap in the race. Um, it's very interesting. The, the, um, difference that qualifying and race have really had in this ground effect era, don't you say? Yeah. What was the? Oh yeah. But what was the? We were just talking about this before we started. But the what was the time frame that separated the thirteen? I think yeah, it was thirteen I think This that was another for qualifying, or it tied the closest spread of the top ten or top fifteen. I think it was top 10. But it was, I mean, it's four tenths of a second down from, we were just looking on the thing here. It's, it's, I'm bringing it up real yeah, quick. We got top Lewis Hamilton pole, one, 117.427. Well, a little over half a second. Yeah. A little over half. No, because... Separating it. Then no, Hulkenberg in 10th is 117.6. So that's only two tenths of a second to tenth. No, one seventeen point one eight six versus one sixteen point six. Oh, I no, okay, that's what I, I was looking in Q two. I'm sorry, it was Q two that was so, a close one. Right. I mean, but Carlos over, was was knocked out of Q two. By two one thousandths of a second, um, and he, when they did you hear? Did you catch that on the radio when they go? He goes, "How much were we out by?" And they go, two, two, two thousandths of a second." And he goes, "Oh my god!" Like you could just hear, like how? Um, well, it was just beeping, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I think I think it's crazy that we like you know we we it's so because we have these positions. And, and no one's really looking at the times or unless you like hear these, you know, stats called out, but you're like, oh my God, <laughs> freaking Hogenberg down in 10th. And you realize it's only, it's literally not even a quarter of a second that separated him getting to second place or 10th place. I mean, it's like, yeah. oh my God, what a, what a guy so fucking slow. He's down in 10th place. And then you're like, if someone, if you were like, if, if, if I could drive a car and get within five seconds of any, you know, of a time, I would be like over the moon, right? Because that would be impossible. Mm -hmm. And then we're saying these guys are like, oh my God, he's so slow this weekend. He was in 10th place. I mean, it was, it was only three, he was only missed pole by two tenths of a second, but it was 10th place that he got. Like, yeah. it's so hard to like actually fathom like how, how tight that is. And I don't know how they deal with it. I, I'm, I don't under, I couldn't I don't know what I would do to myself 
if I like knowing that I get like two tenths is all I was away from pole in a hoss, you know, like how do you, I don't, it's just remarkable. Well, he was, he was a little over half a second. Remember? No. Qualifying. I'm talking about in, in P2. No. Go Hulkenberg, 117.6, and Max Verstappen, 117.5. Tell me how that's not. In Q2? Yes. Okay, I'm looking at qualifying in Q2. I got Hulkenberg, 117.652. Yep, and then go up to Max, 117.5. Okay, so that's a tenth of a second. Well, tenth of a second. That's what I'm but saying. That's not, but that's not pole. Okay, that's but you know what P2. I'm saying. That's still okay. I got you. I'm talking about the 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 narrowness, the mar, the the fineness of the margin. Well, the difference between the Lewis and Q2 is even. I know. That's it's still so minimal. I think it like we okay, we can move on. Yeah. Norris another fantastic qualifying. I think and same with Piastri, both right in it. Um right um it which which is proving because that their upgrades are here to say that this this wasn't a blip or a track specific uh upgrade that really brought McLaren to the front here, but it's because they were, they were saying going into the, into Hungary that Hungary would expose the weaknesses of that car. And I feel like if you're, you know, qualifying three, four and finishing on the podium in fourth place or fifth place was, what did Piastri finish in the race? Uh, I gotta pull it quick. Fifth. Yeah. I think that's an extent, like, I think, I think we, we get to look at McLaren now taking the spot of the Alpha or the Aston Martin as the second, third fastest car right there with Mercedes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So well, we're going to talk about Aston, uh, in a second, but Norris, I think drove, not only did he qualify great, drove great. It's really reminding everybody what a talent has been lurking in that, in that Mercedes or in that McLaren just struggling to get out because I think Max said it too, you know, like give Norris a, a race winning car or, or championship winning car and he's going to win. And I, I see no doubt in that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. he's actually, that's a great point. Yeah. But, I, but I've also been, I've been really impressed with Piastri. I thought Piastri was even more impressive at first than Norris. And I think that he had a, something happened, I think a blow to his confidence with the pit stops and and the preferential what seemed like preferential treatment to Norris mm. because again Piastri had the better start and and got in front of Norris right off the start. You remember this? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was like like pooping my pants. It was so exciting. But then what happened? How did the how did the 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 driver behind the, the tailing driver get preferential or get the first pit stop 
I didn't understand that now. I listened to a lot of media, consumed a lot of media, and I don't understand it, it now. I still don't understand it. Why didn't Piastri get the, the choice of pit stop? Well, probably just because of the uh, position of the team. I mean, Norris is clearly number one driver for McLaren. So. Yeah, but McLaren's not historically doesn't have that like strict team principle, t- uh, team rules, do it? I've never. I don't know. I've never really noticed that. They did it, and the, well, the interesting wouldn't, thing wouldn't, was yeah, wouldn't you have called Norris's call- pit stop was. Norris's pit stop was three tenths longer than uh, Piastri's pit stop. But his out, I think, I, I wonder if Norris just put in, a, I, I mean, obviously he put in. Well, it a, was just a stellar lap. A stellar That's what lap. it was. Yeah. I wonder if. And, he, I and he had warm tires. He had his tires up the temperature yeah. when Piastri was coming out of the pit. And, you know, it was clear. It was exciting. You thought. Piastri was going to be able to stay ahead, but uh, I no. wonder if uh, here's what I here's my little my little thinking is I wonder if Piastri didn't expect Max to put that kind of lap in, like he's like oh he's my bud he's not going to do that or or if the team you know like if if Norris went a, say a little faster than he was had led on to believe that he was going to or the team you know had said to Piastri, like, we're going to pit Norris first, but, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to all shake loose. And then he did, and then Norris just puts in a, a crazy fast lap and just takes the lead from him. I, I wonder. But he definitely fell backwards Boy, it's tough, from there it's tough on. to say. Once that yeah, happened. It's tough to say. Or is Norris I mean, just better on his tires? The race, pay, you know, his race craft is still like, I think Piastri, you know, maybe Piastri is still quick and brilliant, but over a race distance and race craft and like, is Norris just got the upper hand there and made that Well, he's a rookie. Away. He's a rookie, right? Yeah. I'm just saying he's, he's, he's no doubt a talent. I just, I just wonder what happened. I feel like he's still prone. Maybe he's still prone to just getting in his head more Um, after that. Well, I think that's sure. But, I think that's the definite probability maybe he saw that i mean i mean do do they know what their stationary time in the pit is from their steering wheel oh i'm sure I'm, yeah because you know you would think oh gosh three, i'm three tenths faster in the pit than lando yeah this this shouldn't be this shouldn't be a problem except Lando put in just this, you know, massively impressive lap. Like, and Yeah, six tenths up in the first sector on that lap or something. He gained six yeah. tenths in the first sector. Um, so maybe it was just a mental error there. You know, instead of just being held gung-ho and really, you know, focusing on getting to speed as fast as possible, or maybe he was just concerned about the tire temps. I don't know. It it was it seemed um, it seemed weird and it seemed to definitely affect his his race though. I feel like some I think yeah. it was a confidence blow or or something, but it 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 wasn't it wasn't good. Um 
Speaking of wasn't good, we had to talk about the 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 real bad starts to the race. There was two of them. We had Lewis Hamilton going from the highs of being on pole in thirty. What was it? Thirty three races he hadn't been on pole over a year. Um, he said it felt like the first time again. That's how long, that's how long he had been not on pole. Um, mm-hmm. To to just the utter disappointment of that start. Like that was just. He just blew it, and he even—I mean, it was the first lap wasn't even over, and he said, "Sorry, guys, sorry." Like he knew it. Um, and then Guan Yu Zhou's absolute dog trash of a start, like dipped into anti-star. Yeah. I wonder if the pressure got to him. That was being, you know, because the the alpha, um, the alphas looked really quick. They really surprised me. You're right? breaking up like crazy. I'm breaking up. Yeah. Is that better? I can hear better now. You may want to redo that statement. Um, I said the alphas looked so good in qualifying. Oh, yeah. And Joe put it in P5. That was his career highest qualifying. And then drops the clutch and kicks anti-stall. And then goes from what? P? I think he went from P5 to P13 in the first straight. That's how bad of a start it was. It was horrible. And then I think he got. And then, and, Go ahead. Well, then he just caused that wreck. Well, I think he's yeah. like, "Oh shit, I got to make up some spots." And then well, there's the back of Danny Rick's car. Then it, yeah, and, and he bred Danny Rick, and then oh gee, uh, oh, both both uh, Alpines double DNF again before the first lap's over. <sighs> Two races in a row, double DNF for that group. That's a, that. They uh, and the third one for the season, too. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because they had that one, wasn't it? Jeez. Australia or I think it was Australia. Uh, and two, two of the double DNFs are no fault of their own either. Like, yeah, they I were mean, just innocent bystanders. If Alpine didn't have bad luck, man, they'd have no luck at all right now. Uh, That's a cinch. And Gasly looked quick too. Gasly looked pretty darn quick. Um, I actually yeah. just recently picked up Gasly for one of my grid rival teams because I think I think uh, Belgium could be good. Um, and I'm I'm broke. I'm bro- I needed a lower <laughs> lower dollar driver. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Danny yeah. Rick having some bad and tough luck, I think over overall a fantastic drive back. In a Formula One car. Well, in Alphatari, yeah. Yeah, qualified P13, held P13 with damage. I mean, he did that. He made that call to run. You know, he was running that those hards for only like 11 laps. And he said, get me in some clean air. Let's see what we can do. Um, Got him in clean air, put him on the mediums, and he cleared like six drivers. They labeled, um, or four or five drivers. In that and did a forty-five lap stint on mediums to to come home P thirteen. I think that was a pretty darn good drive um, and looked a lot looked to be a lot better form than um, uh, he was looking in the McLaren. I bet he was wishing he was in that McLaren, or maybe he's not. I don't know, but I, I think it must be hard mm-hmm. sitting in P thirteen. Um. It's got to be really weird because he could have had that seat from the from the jump, you know. 
Like mm-hmm. that seat was available before they gave it to DeVries and he declined it saying he didn't want to be in them in a back running team. Um, but I, and then to watch your old car finish P five and your teammate finish on the podium P two. I mean, that's just gotta be weird, but from all accounts, I guess he was just loving it again. Um, and I think maybe, maybe he needed the break too. Um, but I mean, he out qualified Sonoda, which is a known quantity in that car. Granted, he had the upgraded wing that Sonoda binned in in one of the practice sessions, um, which they think the wing was worth at least a tenth, if not more. Um, so it would have been real close. But, I mean, before the race, he had only completed eight laps. So I think to to finish where he qualified, that's a, that's a darn good achievement. Because I, I just... Yeah, when you put that all... When you put that all in perspective, I think it's... Um... Yeah, very impressive coming back in a, you know, back runner car. Okay, let from a back running car to a front running car with maybe a back running streaked driver, we got to talk about Perez and the driver of the day. Mm-hmm. At, you know, his team, his teammates finishing 30 seconds in the lead and here coming in P3 from a, what was it? P nine, P six qualifying. What did he do? Let me see here real quick. I get qualified ninth. I was right. I'm always right. I should know this. (laughs) That's what Rachel always says to me. I'm right. You should I'm always right. You should know this. Um So, I mean, I think a lot of people were saying, Oh wow, uh Perez is back. He did look like a different driver. He looked like a guy who was hungry again. Uh, Very aggressive, yeah. And just, I mean, it did give us a brilliant performance of passing and, and driving because, you know, he passed. You, we had a brilliant battle with Alonzo, and then we had a brilliant battle with Russell and a, a brilliant battle with um, uh, Piastri. Piastri was putting it mm-hmm. on the grass in, like, turn three. Um, and Russell was, was sticking it in turn three as well. Um, so that was that, I mean, it gave us some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant battles. And it's just like, I mean, I enjoy watching an out of place car come through the field. I just don't know why he can't figure out the qualifying of that car. So he doesn't have to do all that work and he can just 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 drive around like Max. Like, they could be just driving around mm-hmm. together and getting, mm-hmm. um, you know, every podium, every win. Um, I just, I hope we see, a, I hope that's a, a a return to form for old Checo. Um, I think he said he wants to be on the, he should be on the podium the rest of the year. And I was like, yeah, well, you should have been, should have been winning some, of them. should have been on the top step at some of these. I wanted to see mm-hmm. a battle here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I just think that it was just a matter of time before we saw this. Now, if it's reproducible, that'll be the the next question. Yeah. Um, and because uh, he's just too good, and the equipment's too good. The the equipment's to, too good, and he just he just needs to capitalize on this. He's got to even. I mean, that's the other. That's one of the things we we're going to talk about later on. But we can talk about now is all the rumors you know, with Danny Rick being there and looking good and that, you know, 
his his time in the seat is limited. And whether or not that's true and he's going to get all of next year as well, I would be trying to drive that car like this is my – each race is my last race in that car. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, five years from now, you know, the 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 number of wins next to your name or the number of wins next to your name, you know, it – I would be trying to get – and I, I'd be trying to soak up all those experiences as much as I can, getting up on the podium, winning races – you know, because look at Danny Rick. He was there, and now he's driving around. And, you know, remember where you came from and how hard it was to get to where he is. And just, you know, a year, two years ago, he didn't have a race seat. And now he has a, a one of the best racing cars of all time. I think he just needs to switch that in his head and be like, stop worrying about if it's going to happen and just start enjoying and, and, and capitalizing on the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I hear I, that. That's what I want to do, and that's what I that's what I want to see him do too. Um, well, if, if if Hungary was any indication, I mean, he was very aggressive, and uh, it's, he said, "This is enough of this." I hope <laughs> I hope that was the taste that wakes him up. And man, how how bad do you want to see him win in Mexico? Like, oh, that would be I just want to see that happen. I want to see his dad, <laughs> although it might kill him. <laughs> and I want to see what, oh, that, yeah. what that city and that huge crowd does if, if he wins, because just him on the podium is, is incredible. And if he wins, I think they'll tear it to the ground, man. And I would just love to see it. That um, would be, that would be really cool. Yeah, Can I, you want, imagine? I want it. I, this is what I, I, I think the, the numbers don't work with me, but I want Max to like, not win but clinch that like that's i I mean he'll clinch it before then for sure but Mm. you know like because that always happens to him there something he like wins but like lewis gets his hundredth race or you know like there's every time something good happens to max at mexico there's something better that everybody else is more excited about (laughs) i would love that to be checo his team Mm. winning um that would be all right let's see pandemonium before we leave the podium um, we uh we have to talk about the the cracked trophy, the 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 busted trophy. <laughs> Did you see how much yeah. that thing cost to make? I what was it, forty or forty five thousand pounds? Yeah, and and it takes six months to make. They're all like well, it's probably all hand painted, hand painted. Gold gilded, all that crap, probably. <laughs> they just smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so crazy. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of. <laughs> you're probably too young to remember this, but there was a cartoon, The Flintstones. I remember The Flintstones. Bam Bam. <laughs> bam Bam. It, just, it reminded me of Bam Bam, where he's just. Going around and wielding that little hammer. The Bam Bam Slam. Bam Bam. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got a nickname, Mac or Lando. That's his, right. His, he, I mean, he's very famous for that, that his celebration, his jump off champagne launch, but it's got collateral damage. And I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I think Max <laughs> deserves his trophies to get broken every now and then, but he also didn't seem to care, <laughs> you know? Like he was like, right, like, there's there's so many of them. Who cares? I'm not gonna ever look at these again. Like, 
you know? <laughs> I mean, where does he? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, let's see, how many times can you look at your oh, P1? Cool, another one. Thanks. <laughs> but now listen, now listen, though. It was his um, seventh consecutive win, and that ties a record, doesn't that, it? No, it beats a record. It beat. Yeah. So this may have this trophy may mean more to him than I mean, can we your average trophy. Can we discuss the elephant in the room that I wouldn't have minded if it got broken and then they're like, "Hey, we're going to make that f- another one for you." You'd be like, "Ah, that's okay. You don't need to. Those are expensive." <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'll just keep the broken pieces. It's fine. It's fine. It'll look about <laughs> the same anyways. I I don't care. It's, I heard it's, it's pretty, I heard something about one of the mechanics was saying, oh, we got some silicone in the shop. Yeah. We can, it, we can glue it back together okay. or something. We're engineers, guys. We can fix it. <laughs> your mud oh, water, geez. your fired mud over here, we can. We built this race car. I think we can handle filling some cracks. <laughs> Not to mention that Max could probably go back when he changes and after he showers and changes after the race. He's probably got... 45 grand in his pocket, uh, his pocket change. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. That was his, he, you know, that was his bonus. He gets a, he gets a, a, a 5 million euro every 10 second lead <laughs> or, or uh, a 50 grand <laughs> for every second. He wins a race by, he gets 50 euro, 50 grand. So, <laughs> Are you making that up? No, that I true? don't know. It could, it could be, uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All these incentives that are. Put I'm into sure contract. he could ask for any amount of money he wants for anything he does now, and someone will pay it. If Red Bull won't, Ferrari will. Mm. Mercedes will. Are you kidding me? He's the he's the hottest commodity driver. He nobody. Of course he would. He could ask, and Red Bull will pay it too. So, it, it, for all accounts, it could be. I mean, while we're in the Mac, while we're briefly in Max Verstappen dominance corner here we it, it is along the lines of our moment with martin so here's a moment with martin and crofty uh oh yeah about uh, how much time max had for his pit stop his pit crew could do the uh, pit stop at half pace and he'd still probably have a 10 second lead yeah he could get out and have a little dance couldn't he get back in again almost so <laughs> he could get out and have a little dance and get back in dance no uh, it wasn't a dance it was a dance a dance um, yeah, like a waltz or something. Yeah. He could have had a full-blown waltz, and he still would have probably. You know who we forgot to talk back. about and we have to talk about? Because I don't want to talk who? about Max and Red Bull anymore anyways. Is Russell and what a disappointment that was. Because clearly the Merc had pace. And Russell, what, Russell was out in Q1. What was up with that? Do you remember this? Yes. And what was that? The fire? Um, it was. Oh no! It was all the traffic. He got, traffic he got held screwed him up. up in traffic, but yeah, yeah. It was the thing was is pole last year, P eighteen this year, <laughs> qualifying. Talk about some experiences. And, and same with science. Yeah. Science was on the second row and out in Q two. I mean, right? It just shows you that it 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 just doesn't it, these margins, man. Everything. Is so close. Well, then we, you know, we also forgot to talk about the qualifying format. Oh yeah, was what, new and different. What did you think of that? I, 
don't know. I kind of liked it. That, yeah. I think it was part of why it was so exciting. Everybody why was, qualifying was so exciting. Everybody was freaking out about it and thinking it's like, like I think. I mean, you're a pretty long time fan. I'm a I'm a fairly long time fan. I mean, I'm no Jimmy Reed. I haven't been watching since the '70s, but I think that it's. I love them trying new things. I love them trying to like shake things up and try it because I mean the. The worst thing that can happen is they go, eh, that didn't work. We tried, though. And what are we out? One qualifying session that was different and actually ended up being fantastic. But Well, I don't know if that was the main reason, but it seems like it. Well, I know that the main reason was to reduce, you know, they're trying to reduce the carbon footprint and, you know, the sustainability functions that, like, by bringing, you know, two less tire uh, sets per driver per race per year is something like three thousand tires, and yeah, that's a lot of rubber saved. But yeah. you could still bring the same number of sets of tires and still give them a choice of what tire. Like that was one of the the you know the comments that I heard. I think from Mark Hughes from the race was he's like, if if it's the name of if it's for conservation of tires, just. You can still tell them they only get 11 sets, but they can pick what sets they want, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I don't I don't think it really matters. As long as it, it's tight and it's close and it's entertaining to watch, I'm all for it. It can be whatever format it wants to be. They can do whatever they want. I don't want to see, like, manufactured drama where, like, you know, but maybe I do. Who knows? Um, I'm, I'm all for it, I guess, is what I'm going to say. I think anything... I'm I'm very in support of trying I, new things. I mean, if if let's see, they're going to do it one more time this year, right? I believe so. I don't. Did everybody? Maybe we ought to mention that what the format was is that. So the, oh yeah, it was in Q in Q one was mandatory that all drivers were on hard tires, hard slicks. Q two was mandatory that everybody was on the medium tire. And then Q2, uh, Q3, everybody was on the soft tire. That was that was this new format. And I think that they're going to do it one more time this year. I, I believe so. Yeah. So if it's reproducible, that it creates excitement during qualifying, um, then uh, I'm, all, I'm certainly all for it. I certainly enjoyed qualifying this race. It was fantastic. Uh, it, it was fantastic. <laughs> It was, you know, it was really cool. Can we talk I mean, about something? Can I secret time with you right now? What? I've always found it very hard in my brain that Q1 is the slowest, you know, like, and Q3 is the fastest. Like, it, I always want it to be Q3 to 1, you know, instead of 1, 2, 3. Does that make sense? Or is that just me? Run that by me again. <laughs> Like Q1 is the first qualifying session. I get that. But it's like one is P1, pole, fast. So I always associate mm -hmm. that with like that it should be we should start with Q3 and go to Q1 instead of start with Q1 and go to Q3. But I think I might be alone based on even your inability to understand what I'm saying. I mean, the, the question, the only, the only way I can answer that is, well, you know, Arteries carry blood away from the heart, right? 
Okay. And every artery that carries blood away from the heart is oxygenated blood, except for the pulmonary artery. Okay. I think that's what you're asking. No. It just seems bass backwards is what it is, yeah. what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does seem bass <laughs> We're on the same page, funny enough. I still don't understand the question, but we're on the same All page. All right. When it comes to the answer. Uh, we have to talk about we LeClaire getting his five seconds beating penalty in the... If the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? I'd go back for seconds. And... <laughs> I'd wash it down with a nice cold Budweiser. Okay. Um, Leclerc speeding in the pit lane. Another just silly error again to another abysmal week with Ferrari. P7, P8. Like, what are we going to say? What we hasn't been said? Like, how long are they going to keep those drivers there? What's going on? It just seems like a bummersville as of late. Another place that seems like a bummersville as of late would be Aston Martin. And boy, they're they've just gone nowhere, huh? Well, I think there was a early in the season they were talking about they had a lot of upgrades early and they didn't know when they were gonna start upgrading again. And then as you pointed out about the um, with the switch up of the tire construction uh, mid season here, like we've had, can you? you were, oh, because of the increased downforce created by the ground effects, that they were worried about reliability of the tires in the long haul. Yeah, and so they changed the construction. They being of the Pirelli, Pirelli and. Um, I think that Alonzo came out and talked about that. Yeah, as a possibility. I don't think he put full blame on it. Well, I think he, I think he was trying to blame it a little bit, or at least throw up a little smokescreen. But well, but they also were talking watched, about you and I watched the races video a little bit, talking about that, where you know even Mike Crack and some of the engineers, they're they're admitting, you know, I don't. I don't think that I mean, yes, it's it's having an effect. The tires are having an effect. But, you know, and and Red Bull, you know, would also have been affected by that as well. Um, or that was Alonzo's claim and their driver just won the race by thirty seconds and they, they did say that they needed to make some small adjustments based on the the tire, um the new Pirelli tire. Um, mm-hmm. but nothing that would account for the losses that Aston is seeing and, and they saying that, you know, it's more, it's, it's really just that they're uncompetitive, um, development that the cars around them have just developed well, more and they're falling behind and I think, in that development race. And, and, you know, into Alonzo's defense, he did also mention in the same breath that, that, um, uh, and they really haven't come with much in the way of significant upgrades lately, but it appears that with the re- through the rest of the season they'll be bringing upgrades virtually at every race. Is it so, enough? Do you think it'll be enough? 
I don't know. They sure were doing fine in the beginning. And um, I mean, but wasn't this always some of our concern? Is that is that can they really compete with the likes of Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren now? Well, we're going to find out starting in Spa. I Plus, think, there'll be the... Oh, they have upgrades yeah. coming for Spa, for Belgium? Yeah, they said from here on out, they're going to have, I think, was it Alonzo or was it one of the team? I think it might have been Alonzo saying we haven't had much upgrades for the last several races that, yeah, of but... any significant. And, but now... It looks like we're going to have upgrades virtually at every race throughout the rest of the season. But Alonzo's the same. This is the same Alonzo who said, "Watch what I'm going to do in Austria." And like you know, they thought the Hungara ring was going to suit the car. They thought, you know, I was really expecting this these these runs of races to be Alonzo's time, and instead he's been nowhere. He he hasn't been on the podium since Canada. Well, that's a couple races, but God, there's a lot more races left. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of racing left, but that I mean, that's a lot of chances for these bigger teams that are more established with better resources. You know, I I wonder. I'm hopeful, but I wonder because uh, I do love watching Fernando up up closer with those drivers. I mean, watching Alando Land uh Alando watching Alando. <laughs> That's uh, Lando and Alonzo for those. Of that's you a that's a Lonzo uh, Norris hybrid. Yeah, or like no so. How about no so? Or, or Norris, nor so. Yeah, or Hamilton and Alonzo. Hi, hi, I mean, like ham so. Ham so. Ham so. Oscar yeah. Ham, Oscar Mayer ham. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar Mayer, Oscar, Ham, Oscar Pastrami. Oscar Pastrami. <laughs> Oscar Pastrami, Ham. I mean, I, I watch. I'd watch any of those those duos battle it out on some of the greatest racing circuits in the world. You know that that's entertaining, mm. and I mean that's what we're look. That's what I'm looking into for the rest of the season is how that's going to shake out in those battles on track because we know who's going to be up front winning. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, we all I, say that, but what if? What if like they come back from from summer break and just it's just puncture after puncture after broken suspension after you know like what if they what if Red Bull gets some of the luck that Alpine's been having and just no fault of their own you know yeah it's that's part of racing. I mean, but they would have... It, it would and it's have entirely to, in the realm of possibility. It's in the realm of possibility, but I saw something that, like, Max could take the next four races off, like, just not show up to them, and still be beating Checo. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone the rest of the field, you know? Hence, we're just talking about the rest of the field that we're, we're excited about. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the rest Can of the Perez field... Can Perez keep his seat for... So the only thing after Verstappen, we that's a foregone conclusion. We'll, we'll check will keep his seat, and then who's going to be fighting for number two as far as the constructor? I think I don't and, know if McLaren can claw their way back out of the hole that they dug from the start, but I mean even even Ferrari yeah. or I mean um, 
Aston and Mercedes is still pretty close, I believe. I think Aston's like fifth now in uh, in constructor points. No, they're third. Are they still Mercedes, third? Mercedes two twenty three, Aston Martin two or one eighty set one eighty four. They're still twenty points ahead of Ferrari. I mean, Alonso's still twenty four points ahead of Ferrari. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's just these last several races that. That just shows you, just you their dominance, that or Alonso, <clears throat> Alonso's dominance in the first part of the season. Mm-hmm. But speaking of field and constructors and the constructors championship, there's some news or some discussions about that growing. There has, you know, we've been talking about this. We told you guys, you know, we have Andretti's bid, and then we have, uh, we have the Audi. Audi, but that's the Audi's just buying. They're not actually creating a new team. But there's a lot of lot more interest now with the growth of the sport and the the you know the absolute expanding nature of it and how of how much of an it thing it is right now that a lot of people are wanting to get into the business of Formula One and you know FI uh, the FIA is all about it, but I guess Formula One isn't that keen on it and a lot of the other teams aren't that keen on it because because of that exact same thing the the growth of the sport you know we just saw alpine sell 24 percent of the team for what 200 million euros which puts them you know at an evaluation of near a billion red bull is looking at being i I heard four billion mercedes is four billion like i mean we're talking big money big big money um where just a couple of years ago whole teams were selling for 200 million dollars um and when you create more teams you dilute that value because there's more for people to buy um so what do you what do you think dad do you want to see a bigger field in f1 again do you want to uh, do you think that the regulations are too hard for and it's and that they're being unfair to like people like the Andretti Racing Cadillac? Um, what's your take? I'm from the standpoint it would be great to have uh, an American constructor, but can races handle more cars on track? I mean, we saw. You're just talking about how Russell got aced out because of traffic mm. um, during qualifying Q1. You know, he was hasn't there whole been, last year. Hasn't there been some talk already, though, even with the 20-car field, of doing, you know, more like a you have a, you know, like think about in the Olympics. They don't, like, make every gymnast go out at once. And they're like, you know, if you run into them, bummer. That's a bummer. You ran into them. Don't run into them next time. And don't mm-hmm. let them screw up your routine. You know, no, they let them go out one at a time, and then they're, and then they're, they're judged. It is, like, kind of weird that you have to, like, navigate through a car park when you're trying to do your hot lap. Um, well, and, you know, that's, that's that. Each person has their own uh, time slot at the Indy 500. You yeah. know, it's, well, I don't, I mean, if, uh, you, I see what you're saying. If you're going to get one, you know, maybe, you know what, most teams get two, maybe three goes at a, at a fast lap anyways. Why don't you just say you get 
two. Or, or you know, you get two hot laps at for Q3 or Q1 and two hot laps for Q2, but only one for Q1, you know? And it's just... Q3. Or, yeah, Q3. See? Fast backwards. See how, it, see how I told you? I admitted it earlier on, and now there it came out. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think... I think I like, I mean, Hamilton obviously lives on that pressure of, I got to get this lap in. He always delivers. He seems to always deliver in those high pressure situations. Whereas some people, Perez, crumble in them, you know? And it's like, but I would rather it be that and it be put on the driver and the team and everything and not just happenstance because we know Russell's better than that, you know? We know that that car oh, was better yeah. than that, and if for that to be the case and the, and the limiting factor, that's just I would I would be completely fine. And it, and it doesn't have to be one car at a time, but it could be two or three, and it could be your qualifying could be in your championship order and the constructors, just like how they do garages. So if you come out, you know, if you if you're P one in the constructors, you get you know preferential time, right? So later in the running. Because everybody would want that advantage. Well, I guess that would... I don't know. I see the, how it's complicated, but I feel like that's a problem that that modern F1 can sort out. I mean, and we've had, you know, go back to the 80s and 70s, there's been, you know, this, this is the smallest field that F1, you know, one of the, you know, not the smallest, but they used to have 30 or 40 cars showing up to a race mm-hmm. to try yeah, and get in. Um, which I don't think we want to see that again either. You know, we don't want to see vast differences in, in the kind of teams and machines and setups and, and stuff. You don't want, you don't want, you know, it to get dangerous and stuff. So I think that there, there does need to be like a level of scrutiny. There needs to be a, a program, but I'm with you. I'd rather see more teams, especially if they're going to bring more fans to the sport because... I'm loving it. I really am loving the growth of our sport. And, 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 and it, let's be real, it's just going to increase the longevity of the sport as well. Yeah. Because it, and wasn't, I think the, the, it wasn't too long ago when we were, we were, they were pleading with people to come into the sport. And they needed it. We were looking we – were, at one point I remember back before the hybrid era and stuff or, or just in the hybrid era – you know, they, we were looking at potentially only having, or there was only three engine manufacturers. And it was going to kind of turn into an IndyCar setup without, you know, anyways, just because there wasn't enough money, there wasn't enough interest, there wasn't enough demand, you know. And so I think now mm-hmm. to be having to turn away people shows that we're on the right track, that the sport is is headed in the right way. I just, and I would like to see Andretti. I think it could, I would like to see a, a shakeup to that to the to the Europeanness and like a real American. Well, I kind of you know, I kind of sort of sort of forgot about Haas as being a um, an American. Sort of. Sort of. But to have a full blown American, you know, uh, team team principal. Uh, engine, engine supplier, engine supplier, yeah, a works would be, would be really I, cool, yeah. And then, 
certainly the popularity of the sport in Europe and Asia and South America doesn't really need much bolstering. Does the American scene need more bolstering? It seems as though people are getting going wild for it. With now we're going to have three races in America. I mean, yeah, and I think it's grown almost fifty percent since Drive to Survive started. Would that? Would that? Uh, having an American team and an oh, American think... engine supplier would that really fortify that? Or yeah. I mean, people are cheering for Logan Sargent because he's from America. So mm, <laughs> imagine yeah. if they were good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was harsh. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not doing great. Let's be real. And spinning your car, no. raising up. Which oh, we should talk about that too. You know, are, I, are I, we gonna can are we gonna try and do a pre race? I doubt we're gonna be able to. I'm st- yeah. yeah, time constraints. Okay, then we have uh, to talk about spa. Well, we'll uh, but I mean, I did, I guess looking forward to spa right now, we can talk a little bit about it, is, you know, they had that, that F2 crash. I forget the guy's name. I feel so bad. We I said I would look that up and spaced it. Um, Where the uh, Formula 2 driver died at spa. And then we're looking at going into it another the forecasting, I guess, I was looking ahead is is going to be rather wet again. Um, so I'm hoping for a change maybe or at least wet enough or, or some interesting run- that we actually get to see some running and racing there um, with with no dangerous, you know, I don't, I don't want to see another bad crash at that racetrack because, you know, we love that track. I think everybody who listens to this podcast knows that that's yours and mine's one of our favorite tracks, if not our favorite track. Um, and I want to just see some good racing there, but it, it begs to, to the question is if, uh, if, if it is getting to be a little too old and a little outdated for, for these modern cars in this modern, um, era. Um, and if it, if, I mean, we've already messed around where it falls in the calendar, but maybe we need to really change it and try and get it to where it's not in such a wet, season for the region if that's possible i don't know but um what a, i don't know i think i'm i'm hopeful i want i want a good spa i don't want a, a a farcical spa like we did a couple of years ago yeah that was really bad bongos well yeah so but well we have that this weekend i think practice starts like in a couple of hours <laughs> um so we're getting this out right in the time um, and then we have the summer break. Um, I know I have, I would love to have some guests on. I have talked to quite a few, uh, new people that I've met that we're, we're, we're talking about having some, some really fun guests on and some repeat, repeat guests. I know Maddie O'Patty, we're dying to have Maddie O'Patty back on. Um, it's been a while since we've had him on, um, just trying to get schedules to line up, but yeah. Stay tuned for lots more racing and lots more of us just BSing. <laughs> yeah. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you all. Yes, crew signing out. Uh, I adios. <laughs> <laughs>